Hey, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Daryl's Daring Thoughts. We are continuing our conversation on mental health in the African-American community. And I would encourage you to please go back and listen to the episode before this one. Uh, We gave a lot of information on the topic and how it relates to us. So just real quick, while you're listening to this podcast, I want you guys to understand that I'm going to be as transparent as possible about myself, my life, my situations, what I view in the world. And I just encourage you to also be transparent in your thoughts and in your daily life. Um, It seems as though transparency has took a back seat in 2019. And I encourage you to be transparent in your life to others to yourself sometimes it's hard and difficult to be transparent I get it but transparency I believe is what we need to be able to have a better life and better relationships with each other so just note that when you're listening to this I'm going to force you to be transparent as I will be with you I still have Brandon here with me what's up Brandon yo thanks for coming back um so we 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 got deep in the first part of this conversation and we are going to talk about now how to overcome depression, anxiety, PTSD and all of those things that contribute to me- mental health crises um especially in our community. But one thing I did want to talk about and which we don't talk about a lot is how this affects um black women. And you know, we're neither one of us are women, but we have we have women in our lives that go through things. And I was very curious on some things that I pulled up and how it refers to things that black women go um, when it comes to um, mental health. And I saw that PTSD in black women is very high, especially because three point five black women are three point five times higher are more likely to become sexually assaulted than any other um, race in this country. And they get trauma from that. Black women get trauma from that, of course. And then in the workplace, black women have suffered from social anxiety of always feeling like they have to be better. They have to do better. They have to be better than the next, the next, the next. And, um, you know, black women are, I don't have, have the statistics for this, but are, extremely underpaid compared to men in general where all women are and then it trickles down by race for that and it's you know black women are always told they have to be strong I did an episode on this not too long ago about you know the missing black women and how black women are missing and how my they're told to be strong and there's nothing wrong with them. They can take it. And so, you know, we're speaking from male perspectives, but I also wanted to at least talk about the black woman and how black women also suffer from a lot of mental health issues and they're, they never get the support they need as well. But what we're going to go into now is how to heal from this. You know, the the good thing about this is that there are ways to heal from this and you can get better. You know, we don't have to be, this doesn't have to be a permanent part of your life. And it does sometimes probably seem, and I'm talking to those who 
don't suffer from these things but have people that do suffer from it in their life may look at someone that goes to us and you may think that that you may think that that person just wants to be in that situation like it seems like sometimes they enjoy being sad or depressed because you try to bring life and laughter to them but there's no nothing that you can do to make them feel better but it's not about you it's it's it's, that's not what it is people no one wants to be this way no one wants to be depressed. No one wants to have anxiety. No one wants to have PTSD moments. And it's something that we all we all need to be conscious of when we are dealing with people with these issues. Um, we're not dealing with them. Uh, with When you have people in your life that are having these moments, we have to be more caring and nurturing to them. So we can be great assets for them and, you know, be able to be someone that they can lean on and not be a burden or a problem or add to it. That's my biggest thing with you, Brandon, is I don't know how to be, I don't know, I don't know sometimes how to not be a problem because I don't want to be a problem because I know that you're having that you're, you're you're overcoming this and it's a daily struggle and it's a daily thing. But sometimes I do feel like I'm walking on eggshells and I don't, sometimes I do, I, I don't know what to do. All right. Well, uh, first I want to say, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your fault. But don't take it personal. Um, No, but honestly, it's, you're doing what you can do and that's being there. Whether you are being ignored, it's being there. And because you know, and the first thing, being friends or dating someone that suffers from these type of uh, symptoms is understanding them and knowing that it's not your fault. Mm -hmm. So if you text me at 10 to say, hey, good morning, you can achieve your day, whatever. If you don't get a text back, it's not personal. It may just be like, damn, I may be feeling like, shit, I'm scared to get out of bed. I may be, like, feeling like, okay, like, what does today have bad planned for me? Right. I may not be in that, oh, I can achieve everything today move. I just may not. So if I get that message, it's like. So that message doesn't help you? It helps, but it's just like, does it really help? When people say, oh, I'm sorry about your loss. Let me know if you need anything. What does that mean? Right. <laughs> what does that, because I can call you at 12 a.m. and say, yo, I'm crying my heart out. Come pick me up. And you can't. But you just told I me. I would. No, I'm just saying, but a lot of people say that phrase, but it's right. just like, what does it stand for? Like, what does it stand for? So, um, no, just being there and understanding that it's not nothing against you. We just we just need a moment. But to know that you are there means a lot because it, it gives me a push to say, okay, I'm going to text him in an hour. Or I or, or say, hey, because they're just, just give me a moment. It's like I know you're you're checking on me, but it's just like sometimes we just need isolation. Yeah, because you still have your red alert on, so I can see when you read it or not read my <laughs> messages. So I do be looking like, oh he oh he read it and no response. Okay, but I think what you just said was is what everyone who suffers from it needs to say to their friends. I think what ha- happens sometimes is that we assume that okay they know i'm going through this so if i don't call them or text them back they get it but i think that reassurance from your friend that hey i i see your messages i appreciate your messages even if i don't respond just know that it's 
I appreciate so it. Like and I love heart you for it or it. something like that. Like, right. Or you yeah. like you don't you do the heart. Um, don't thumbs up it. That's so disrespectful. <laughs> thumbs up is so disrespectful. Like I tell you, hey, good morning, and you send a thumbs up. Fuck. Fuck. But that's but no, Fuck. prime example, that's how I be feeling. As I get shitty, it. As shitty as a thumbs up. <laughs> I get it. Like, I'm great. just saying. Thanks, just, fucker. I'm, I, yeah, but the same energy for the thumbs up. Just go to the left and hit the heart. But but again, all, 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 all seriousness, I think that people need to just tell their friends, I see your messages. I get it. Right. Thank you for supporting me. Because then you know going forward yeah. that yeah. I know if you didn't respond, I know, and, and I already know this with you, but from other people, I know if you didn't respond... I know it's because you're, you know, you're still trying to process your day and get your day started, and I know you will see it and get back to me. And then me. some people do it to like not be rude. Like you may mm-hmm. catch a person at the bad time, yeah. and they may say something or respond in a way that's you, true. You'd be like, "Whoa, that's true." So let's get into some of these um, tools for healing and bettering ourselves. Um, you kind of gave some of it away in the first, um, in the first episode of. Um, a facility, a center that you went to for your anxiety. What are some of the tools that you learned from being there and going there that you use now that have helped? Um, one, talking is important. Um, and you don't need a therapist for it. Talking is important. Whether you, at some point, if I can't talk to nobody, I'll just get like my phone and go to like voice memo and just record me talking, and then I'll play it back. Really? And I'll listen to it. What, or is it something specific that you need to talk about? Or yeah. Just... So say for instance, if something goes wrong between me and a friend or me and a spouse or something, and I don't, I can't voice it to them. I'll voice it out loud mm. to the app to the. Atmosphere. So you just need to, you need to get it out. And get it out because if I don't get it out. What's going to happen is I'm just going to play what mm-hmm. I want to say in my head all day. Okay. And I'm going to have like a legit ass attitude because it's like I want to tell you, but because I can't tell you, I'm going to be, you know, it, it, it does that. So the first thing is recognizing your triggers. Okay. Recognizing the triggers and knowing how to avoid them and to even know how when they start to, you know, begin. Um, Triggers for me, I can't do large crowds. So stay away from... Taste of Chicago, stay away from Navy Pier fireworks, stay away from concerts, you know, stay away from everything that may... You work at a haunted house. But that's... And I'm going to touch on that, too. Okay, because I was going to say... No, I'm going to touch on that as well. Um, When I'm not a part of what's going on. Okay. So if if I have no reason to be at at a concert, I'm not performing. Okay. I won't go. You know, I won't attend. Okay. Um... So it's just like knowing your triggers, knowing to separate yourself, knowing right, write down what triggers you, write down what you won't tolerate because that's important. And it is going to affect your everyday life like anxiety, PTSD, OCD, like that affects people everyday lives. Do you think that you have separated yourself from all your triggers? I'm beginning to and I'm learning that it's okay to be selfish. A lot of people may say, are you being selfish? It's being I'm selfish because you are a trigger. I'm being selfish because I have to separate myself from you because if I don't, you're gonna constantly trigger me. Now, I that all makes sense, mm. but the the problem I have with that is sometimes I've been in the situation with not you mm. but someone who have who has told me that I'm their trigger. I'm the bad thing. I'm I, being around me makes them want to sin, 
and do things that they shouldn't be doing. Oh, with it. And you know, or just you know, just I'm a tr- I'm a I'm a trigger for them. And my thing is, how is that my fault? No, that's not a trigger. That's temptation. That's a totally different. Well, but but uh, but, tr- but a trigger like if someone triggers your anxiety, do you think that it's a way to tell them to where it's not so so negative to that yeah, person? It's, because it's, it's it's a simple hey, I don't like chaos. Can you not yell at me when you want to talk about something? Okay. Okay. Or hey, I have bad OCD. Can you make sure the area is neat, like the average area, the kitchen, the bathroom? Like, can you keep that in order so it won't trigger me? It's a perfect way, but in order to do so, you have to first recognize what trigger. I just can't be walking around telling people I don't like loud music and I don't know why I like I don't like loud right, music. Right, right, right. So, um, I, I will say like it seems though the very first thing is accepting, mm-hmm. accepting that this is something that you have going on in your life, and it seems like once you have accepted this, it seems like everything else falls, falls into in place. place. Yeah, because once you accept it, it's almost like okay, I found who I am. It's almost like stop running from the problem. Mm-hmm. I try to run, stop running. You can't run from anxiety. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Right. So, how I do it by me being an artist, I put. My anxiety in my everyday life. I make like I'm at a point where now I'm finding a comedy, and yes, I'm finding a comedy and like not being able to take a five minute shower. I be in there for hours, thirty minutes because I have to wash equally on both sides of my body. I won't feel clean. Like I make. So let's talk that. about that. So um, it's it does seem like a lot of artists find. Art, use their art for expression and it, it, it's definitely a, a way to cope and help you get through things I'm an artist as well so it definitely helps me so let's talk about your comedy sketch that I'm excited that you, you're doing it um, I you've been talking about doing this for a very long time or doing something of that caliber um, first it was something else but you have always wanted to do some type of sketching and things right. like that of your own how has that played a part in your in your healing yes uh urban comedy sketch show you can follow it on facebook urban comedy sketch show and on youtube urban comedy sketch show and on instagram urban comedy sketch show come on consistency (laughs) uh it has helped me because it has helped me tell my story it has helped me like my biggest anxiety comes from not working 100% 100% in my field. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be an actor. Well, I'm not going to say I want to be. I am an actor. I yes, want to work every day as an actor. And trying to find nine to fives and stuff like that causes my anxiety. Mm-hmm. So I always say, well, hey, I want to wake up and be on set every day. And I created it. You created your own set. Because I can wake up now and be on set every day. And that feels good. You know, I may not get paid for it because it's mine, but. To be able to wake up and say I'm on set and have like legit quality content to prove that this is what I'm doing, mm-hmm. it, it makes it makes my day go smoother. I'll look and be like, "Wow, it's time for me to go get my daughter out of school." Okay, it's time to go to sleep. Like I won't have any issues because it's like I have laser focus on my project, and the skits come from my everyday life. It's nothing made up. It's right. nothing. It's uh. It's, it's really funny, you guys. It's you should the, definitely watch it. Yeah, it's funny. It's, it's my original content and the style of TV shows and movies that I like. 
and um, it's just my everyday life, like living on 79th Street. It's hilarious. Scary <laughs> as fuck, but it's hilarious. <laughs> the people I run into, like, you know, just hearing the sirens, that's also causes PTSD. You know, it's also anxiety. Yeah. It's depressing. So I said, okay, I'm going to make fun of it in a good way, not to make mockery, but mm-hmm. to say, this shit is hilarious. Like, if people yeah. follow me with a camera, my life is hilarious. And <laughs> I have to say, you the fact that you do all of it from your iPhone is amazing because you can, if you guys, when you guys, and I'm not just saying this because he's my friend, it's very impressive how you would not know that his whole comedy sketch is with his phone (laughs) and he's very good at editing and i told him he needs to go to school for it because he's really good at editing videos and bringing content together he really needs to look into that but it's it's good to see because i see that's when i see you're you're happy the, the happiest that doesn't make sense. Happiest, the most, the most happiest. I think that's what I'm mm-hmm. trying to say. That's when I see Brandon, mm-hmm. and you know when you're doing your comedy sketch and you're doing things. But you know sometimes things happen. Mm-hmm. You know what if you know your phone gets turned off next month, mm-hmm. and you you don't have time. You don't have, you can't record it. Do you have other ways to help with your anxiety? Yes. I work at um, Midnight Terror Honey House, located in Oakline. Um, and I like to create characters. Like, if you follow me on Instagram or follow my social media and know me by name, a lot of my content is just me being someone else. Uh-huh. And it's almost like if I can just get a day of not being me, who the hell <laughs> will I be and what would that person do? And that's how I get through my day. I create because mm-hmm. creating is like I'm creating a life that I know I can achieve. If I keep creating, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's like I create off of a off of a goal. Like I see myself, I'm going to write this character. This character may be a character to the public, but this is the character that I'm trying to be in real life. I'm trying to have that condo and I'm trying, so, you know. It's so cool that you said that because one of my favorite actors of all time is Robin Williams. And I was I was devastated when he committed suicide. I was extremely I was extremely hurt. But he has always said that his art has been what saved his life. And it seems like, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's it's an awesome thing that, you know, even though you're going through this and other people are going through this, it's great that you have outlets, whether it's, you know, acting, dancing, um, singing, creating, whatever. It's it's just great to be able to have these outlets. And just, unfortunately, some people don't. Mm-hmm. Some people don't. You already knew what your gift was while you were going through your situation. A lot of people have not right. figured that out. So I want to, you know, encourage people who do feel as though there are some action steps that they need to take to get clinically diagnosed. I mentioned that already. To go see a therapist, go and, see a counselor. And also cen- center yourself around like-minded people. Mm. Center yourself around the love that you know that's installed in you. Mm. And that's another reason I created the Urban Comedy Sketch Show is because it's just like, 
there's other talent out there that's that want to work and willing to work, but just don't have the platform to mm-hmm. because they don't have the agents, they don't right. have the headshots, they don't have the resume and a portfolio to say this is what I've done. Mm-hmm. So what? Where are the outlets for people like that? Because right. stuff like that, people that aren't diagnosed with anxiety, that can cause them to go into anxiety. Yeah, it can cause them to think, why am I living? Just that simple. F- phrase right there will make your mind wonder why am i living why am i living so i look at life this way every day is a new 24 hours what are you going to do with it every day you wake up is a new it's almost like you create right a new life it's you, you have a new, a new 24 you got, hours you have a new story to who are tell. you going to be you're going to be depressing brandon from yesterday or are you going to be this you know, you're going to get your hair cut and be this bachelor. for t- Like, I play like that. I'm mm-hmm. like, today I'm going to be, and sometimes I just like, all right, today ain't my day. But we going to get through this the you best need to do way. A, you need to do a one-man show. Best way we can. And you I'll text you. I'll be like, happy Wednesday. Three more citations on my car. Like, I'll send him text messages like, yes. here's a boot today, Cadero. He literally said that. Like, he was happy about, he wasn't happy about it, but he didn't let it make him depressed um about his situation was like like, um, 40 million americans struggle with mental health issues and suicide is the third leading cause of death among african americans between ages of 15 and 24 and Mm -hmm. there are various reasons why that happens bullying or whatnot but it just you know it's sometimes i feel like you know a lot of people don't have these outlets that we have so i want to make sure people take the time to go out and find other tools. I do think the most important tool, in my opinion, is having that support system. Mm -hmm. You have to have people around you that want you to get better, that Mm want to see you better. Um, It's not about babying you or cuddling you. It's just about understanding what your triggers are, don't trigger you, and and being there for you when you need them. It may be some days where... You may need me more than others, and you, you, if you're going to be in a person's life that has, that suffers from this, you have to be prepared to, you know, lend a helping hand sometimes, and that helping hand could just be a listening ear. It ain't even got to be nothing big. It seems as though a listening ear yeah. is the biggest thing. And just being like, just having that body in a room. Right. Like having that, I'm not by myself. Right. In that room. Right. But also, meditation. Um, I've, I've researched and I saw that meditation is has been proven to help with anxiety and depression. And there are different forms of meditation. There are different forms of things that you can use um, use for that. So I do encourage people to try meditation. There's, there's, they've also have been clinically proven that CBD oil. You know, and I'm gonna th- I'm gonna throw a curveball. What if meditation don't work? Like, what if your mind is just too racy? Well, to that's even why there's. Meditate? Well, that's why there's. It doesn't work for everybody. I've, I've tried it. I'd be like, don't focus. I gotta, and like, well, I you just, have to I, find I, there are different forms of meditation. Quiet. There are different forms, and you have to find the right thing for you. You know, every everything doesn't have to be the you know namio horenge kyo. You know, everything is right. not that. Every, there are different forms of meditation. Yeah, that's a Tina Turner reference. But there are different forms yeah, of meditation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we have to figure out what works for you. And learning to say no. Learning to put your phone on Do Not Disturb at 8 p.m. Like, learning to have that me time. Like, 
being a, a an aspiring artist and a working artist and a 26-year-old dad and just trying to still be me as an individual. Like, I wear a lot of hats. I'm teaching. I'm working with kids. I'm being Superman. I'm being called number one grandson. It's like I wear a lot of hats, too, in my personal life. Uh-huh. And now I'm learning how to hang those hats up and say, I only got one head. And this uh-huh. is the hat that's going to sit on the motherfucker today. Oh, and that's and you have to stay stern because if I you like don't, that. you're gonna balance. So it's it's a lot you trying to balance. I only got one head, and this the hat that's gonna sit on that motherfucker yeah. today. And it may be just I love that. It, it may be label your hats like this is whatever. Like label it peace. Today I'm wearing a hat. I'm wearing a hat of peace. Nothing you can say can break me. Today I'm wearing a hat of happiness. I'm be ha- it's just like I play mind games like mm-hmm. that with myself to be like I like that. That's how we gonna do I it. I like that. I like that. And as I was um saying about um the C B D um and marijuana, I know a lot of people have gone towards medical marijuana. I get hat is <laughs> hell every day. I'm jealous. Um I'm jealous. Another reason I don't work a nine to five. I'm jealous. Hello. And I get I get how important CBD oil is. I believe in CBD oil. I believe it's a great form of healing in all aspects. But I also want people to. I feel like I feel like people can use it as a clutch. First, first yeah, I was about to say first, know why you're using it. Yes, I just don't pick up and say, "Oh, I'm a smoke." Today, like a lot of my friends be like, you smoke because they don't know because I'm not on the chat and on the Facebook smoking to look cool. Right. I know I, I smoke because it's like I feel like I'm going to be Kanye West in like 10 and it ain't the one that's singing gospel music either. Mm. It's like I'm going to feel like that. But I can't say marijuana make it, a lot of people make it bad. If you if you say meditation, meditation is a, a form of what? Breathing. You inhale and you exhale. Right. Mm-hmm. So when you smoke, what are you doing? You're breathing. Yep. You're only taking in a chemical that's, that makes your mind become blank faster. So what may may take 20, 30 minutes in meditation, me just normally breathing, I may just say, okay, I'm going to grab this, and it clears my head. That's why I'm able to write. That's because you're a lightweight. Okay, now look. That's because you it only, t- it only takes you one puff and you are out. It just it just makes chronicle sense though. It, you're breathing, you're inhaling, I get what you're and saying. you're exhaling. I just don't want like like you said, know why you're taking yeah, it. Yeah, know why you're because using I, it. I I I feel like it's also another form. It can become a, another form of an addiction yep. if you're just taking it just to to, to do it cover what you're going through. So I personally feel like if you are going to be a person who use CBD oil. Or you're going to use um, marijuana. I also think you need to have some type of therapist or counselor, or a, there has to be something else along with that. I and feel like learning. And I feel learning, like doing that by itself. Learning the dosages and yes, the strains and what strain do what. You know? Absolutely. Like don't just not, not, we're. And I'm not talking about going to the the corner and just getting a bag. No, you need to. There there are clinically great places to get. Yeah to get it from where you can get it and you can use it it's going to be legalized in illinois 2020, in January, 2020 my birthday 17 oh he is definitely going to have like a, a marijuana party for his birthday okay that's cool so if there's other forms you know like people look down on medication there are again there are many different forms of mental health issues that people some people have to be medicated you know there are mm. bipolar 
um, um, people who suffer from um, bipolar um, depression and um, other things, you know, I'm not going to get deep on it because I don't have a license for any of these things. But I have family member who's I have family members who suffer from schizophrenia, mm-hmm. and there someone who is currently in an institution now. He's been there for twenty years, and. It was worse for him because people, again, he's like 50 in his 50s and, you know, you know, people didn't know how to handle someone with schizophrenia. And it's what's really upsetting about it is is, it seems like being an African-American suffering for a mental health issue. The worst thing to do is call Mm -hmm. 911 on that person because they're going to get murdered. Because it seems like nobody around, like no, no one is equipped to deal. And that's exactly what with we were people talking with about. mental health issues. We were feeling that now should be doing a hiring process of your managers and just employee staff to have a course on just how to knowing how to deal with human beings. And that's just as like teachers. Teachers are taught to teach students, right? But when you walk into the real world, you are taught to deal with people. Right. And I, but I, I think that eventually it's I think because the awareness that's going on right now with mental health, that it's going to start being a part of I do think eventually I think in 2020, I truly believe that police officers are going to start having to take um, classes on mental health mm-hmm. and how to deal with, you know, a mental health um, 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 person suffering from a mental health outbreak in that moment and how to handle it um teachers have had to recently start um dealing with that a, a, a six-year-old child was just arrested for having a breakdown and was going through something because the teacher the school didn't know how to handle it so i think because it's be it's being um now it's not being looked upon as a negative thing mm-hmm. i think people are going to take it more seriously and get training for that and it's and like i say as we you know um it's just learning yourself when you learn yourself, you will learn what you are able to conquer and how to conquer it. Just learn yourself. Right. Just learn. learn and yourself. it may sound weird, but look at your, read your zodiac sign. Like, read, learn about who you are. Learn about it. It's, yeah. it's, it that'll be the number one therapy and learning how to deal with mental health issues. Learning who you are. learning who you are and also healthy diets and working out and finding outlets everyone everyone needs to find an outlet our outlet has to do with the arts because we do arts find what your art outlet is it may be something totally different from that it may be writing it may be you know you like to um braid hair i'm just saying like you know oh I'm, i'm thinking about um crocheting knitting Yes, yes, like th- that type of thing, like making clothes or making quilts, and you know, you never know. So find your outlet. Keep him busy. Keep him busy. Learn yourself, like he just said. And you know, my biggest thing is have a support system. You have to have people around you who actually give a damn about you, and not that just want you to give a damn about them, because there are people out here who are literally in your life that just want to suck all your energy out. And you have to not allow them to do that. Learn to say no. No. Yes. Can you? No. <laughs> but yes to listening to this. To follow me on social media, you can go to Instagram. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, it's Cordero underscore Santiago. Follow me on Instagram to just stay in touch with everything I talk about. I'll update you on 
um, the upcoming episodes and things to look forward to. I'm so excited that I have an email address now for you guys to send me requests for topics any questions you have regarding a topic that I've already discussed or if you just want to vent about something that's going on in your life that you want me to talk about on an episode I have an email address for you to do all of those things the email is darrowdaresyou at gmail.com so I'll spell that for you darrow d-a-r-o d-a-r-e-s-u darrowdaresyou at gmail.com send me an email Thank you guys for listening. Brandon, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate you being honest. And I'll see you guys later.